Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Brachas Daf Nun Gimel. Um, in the Ozoder print, we're going to talk about a, three ha'aras on the page. For anyone that said that Yerushalmi doesn't have agadata, certainly Brachas does, and certainly there's a lot. Um, sometimes it's brief and it just gives a hint. Like today, there's a lot of different Ramazim, but we'll be talking about that over the next few days. Okay, so <clears throat> one thing the Gemara says is that there's kind of this general rule that um, that Nevi'im don't end their prophecy, or they're safer, um, on a negative note. And there are actually um, a few that seem to have negative notes, and it's brought down in the Mepharshim. It's called Yiskak, Yud, Tuf, Kuf, Kuf. And that stands for Yeshaya, Treyasser, Kohelis, and Kinos. They all seem to end on a negative note. And the Gemara in different places addresses it. Here it addresses, I believe, two of them. So um, it says that at the end of, of Eicha, it ends, Ki asma astano which seems like a very bad note. Hashem, because if you have, if you are disgusted with us, and you're done with us, well, you've been very angry at us and have hurt us a lot, which is not a very good way to end. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you don't understand. And, and now when we re- read it in Shul, we even go back and we say, So, which is the second to last Pasuk. So the Gemara says, no, 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 that last thing actually counts as, it's actually one big thought. It's saying that Hashem, because it's all one thought, because you've already punished us for, for our sins, therefore come back. So it's all one big thought. It's tachas kimas mastanu. So I saw a phenomenal medrash, medrash rabbah, in, might be saying the exact same thing in Eichar Abbasi, remember it's the same Rav Yochanan. It says like this, and as a couples therapist, this is very interesting to me as well. It says that there are, how do you know if a couple is finished or if they still have some potential? So, and again, don't draw any conclusions from this, but just hear me out because it's a beautiful thought from Chazal. It says that there's two levels. There's sometimes there's just indifference. I'm just absolutely indifferent. I just don't care anymore. I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm done. And it's not just a defense and a shutdown. It's a reality of I'm literally indifferent. Um, And then there's anger. If there's anger, then there's still hope. Now, it doesn't mean to say that the two don't have overlap. I'm not getting into that. But Chazal says something very deep that needs us to understand. So it says, it's hopeless if you're indifferent about me. So we're saying, Hashem, you're clearly not indifferent about us and that it's hopeless. Katsav mode, you're still angry at us. If you're still angry at us, that means that, that there's still hope to this marriage, to this relationship. So that that could be that that's what it's saying. That it's the same thing, even though it's a very negative thing, but it's still the same thing. That no, Rabbi Shalom, you're not just done with us and uninterested in us anymore. No. Katsav you're still interested in us, you're still angry at us. Okay? It's like the famous story. Um, with, I believe it was uh, Laser Silver, that he said, you know, this guy lived through a Holocaust, and he said that, um, I don't believe in Hashem anymore. There's different answers, different different stories, and one of them was, of course you do, you're still angry at him. If you're still angry, there's still a relationship there. Okay. Um, Agav in Parshas, I believe it is, um, right before Balak Pinchas, so it says that there were um, 24,000 people that died in Magefa. That's also, a, you know, we don't end on a bad thing. So, the question is what the Makar is where we don't end on a bad thing. And some people say that if Rishaim and Chotim died, that's a good thing. Anyway, I'll leave that to you to think about exactly what does it mean something's a bad note or a good note. There's a very interesting Agatha, which is the last moments of Elio's life, um, where he was talking to his Rebbe, and um Torah. Elio took leave of his prized student who took over, who was his Mamali Makom, Elisha, with Dibri Torah, as it says in the Pasuk, in um, Malachim Beis, Perak Beis, um, Pasuk 
Yud Aleph, Vayihi Hema Hochem Halach Vidaber. They were speaking. So the Gemara here gives four pshatim as to what they were talking about. And I, I, I want to share with you a couple of thoughts on this. So first of all, the Gemara is talking about that the way that you remember someone is a person, when they leave their friend, they should speak Torah. There's a famous grud that says that normally you're not allowed to give a compliment to someone because someone else might insult them. But there's a din that um, that if you say over something, you have to be Omer Debra B'Shem Omer to be maybe Gula Lolam. So therefore, there's, since there's a chiv to, to tell over something, that's the way you're going to remember your friend because that's the only hetzer you have to talk about him. So immediately you'll remember him. And the Agadis Elio, who lived right right before the, actually he was, he was a really of Vilna, who lived in the 1700s, before, right before the Gra. So he says, actually this pshat, that, that the two are related, that this Gemara is saying that Elio wanted to be remembered. And I want to—I might—I might be tying together a couple of things, but these are the four things that that he said from this drasha. So the first pshat is what were they speaking? So Rav Achva, the Rabbi Zera says, because it says bum. So obviously the simple pshat, the the Leo gives a pshat on all four of these that this is the way you'll remember me. So he was saying that he was reminding him of Kriya Shema so that every day you'll remember your Rebbe twice a day when you say Shema. Okay, but there's another shot that he brings, which I also wanted to say, Barshakivanti, that first of all, it's possible that this is his last message. It was these four things. Why these four things? Because Elio and Navi, Kiyadua, in those that study Nach, so Vayar, Vayakam, Vayelech, so basically, um, Elio actually was done. He he had to die because Izevel and, and all the, and, and the Jewish king were, were serving Abu Dazara and they were killing all the, um, and they were after they were after Elio and Navi. So if you look at Malachim Al of Parakutes, you see that Elio basically told Hashem he was done. I and Shem, I'm not going to go into all the details. But the point is that he was afraid that he was that, that they were after him to try to make him serve Avodah or whatever it is. So the point is that he was Osik in the thing that he was trying to fight against, which was Avodah So Amela, of course, he was telling him Kriyashma. He was telling him the purpose of life. Now I believe all four of these things are the exact same thing. They're the Yichud of Hashem. But um, Rev um, the, the Agadis Elio. He actually explains it even deeper, which I which I thought was very interesting. Rav Yudan Ben Pazi says, So he says again, you'll remember me every day because you'll think about the Briyasa Olam, and you'll remember me because this is something that is so important to think about how Hashem runs the world. Rav Yudan Bereid Rabbi Evo says, They were talking about the, the, the redemption. Again, that's a Tafkin Abriya. And of course, um, it's a mitzvah to remember. See, peace of Yeshua. Did you think about that every day? So you remember your Rebbe every day. And finally, the last shot, which is again probably you know the deep secrets here. Rabbanan Amri b'Markava Hayosukin, because it says Heichmad Amr v'Hine Rechav Eish v'Suseish. There, it's interesting. It doesn't go with the word Davar Daber. It goes with Rechav Eish beyond the scope of this conversation. But again, he was being with Sagi and Olamos. Obviously, this is Eliyahu and Navi, who is a tremendous person. This is his final parting message to his Talmud. So it's very, very important. And finally, the last to for today is on Amad Beis in the Uzvahar. So Rav Chizkiah, Rav Yaakov, Bar Abba, Rav Yosef, Bishan Rav Yochan is a very famous thing. He says, says, You should always have this Pasuk. Hashem Tzavakos Yimanim Miskav Lenok Lekopsala. And then, the Ben Yoyada in Sefer Ben Yoyahu brings down from the Mukubalim that these three psukim are correspond to the Avos. Now, what does it mean, Enozaz? So some people printed in the Siddur, actually in Chakras, right at the beginning by Carbonos, to say it three times, um, to say them three times. Um, that's Enozaz. I'm not sure where they got that number from, but if it if it's... Oh, Referring to the Avos, it makes a lot of sense because there's three times and three psukim. But these psukim, if you go through them, 
um, th- there's a lot that has to be explained. Like Gaius always says a little bit that Hashem Tzivakos, what is Hashem is the master of legions, that Avraham recognized that everything that happens in the entire world, all the legions of Shemayim are all for, Hashem is um, orchestrating that. Asher Adam Boteach Bach, Betachon is is Yitzchak, he was Boteach and Hashem at the Akedah, this is my shot. And then Hashem Hashem Karenu, which is Yaakov, who was saved from Esav, etc., etc. He also brings down a um, very interesting thing that, that the Avos were all saved from Hashem. They, they had specific Tfilos that they davened that, that were saved. So again, we want to evoke Maisa Avos. So that's that's the significance of this Pasuk. Um, and he says that, let me see if I can find it. He says specifically the examples of where the Avos were saved in their lives, that things that they davened for, Avraham davened for the city of Hai, that it should be saved. Um, and each one of the Avos davened for something. It's like davened, um, Vayatar Lo, Hashem answered his tefillahs, and Yaakov davened for um, Darun and Muhammad, and he actually was saved from, from Esau. So again, we always want to evoke Maisa Avos. That's why Chazal tell us that they say, right, that they would call out, do you see the sun even in Hebron? Why do they say Hebron? The Mishra says in Tamid that it was to remember Maisa Avos. We always want to go to our forefathers. It's part of the Masorah. It's also part of the, knowing these people are greater than us and you know they're, and, and what they bring to us by it. A deeper understanding and connection. I hope this helped inspire you, and I wish you a great day.